Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, February 2nd, 2018. And on today's report, I will be talking about the State of the Union speech given by President Donald Trump last Tuesday night. The president obviously had a plan for this speech. He probably intended it to be a unity speech full of pro-American things that any American who loves his country would have to stand up and applaud for. It included very little of the usual bombast that we have come to expect from such speeches and was for all intents and purposes a kinder, gentler, and more presidential Donald Trump The president probably wanted this speech to be a hand reaching across the aisle and inviting his opponents to work with him on fixing our immigration and infrastructure problems. The Democrats, however, came to the speech with their own pro-unity expectations and their own agenda. Do not show any respect to this man in any way and show only the most vile hatred and despicable incivility toward him. Do not clap for anything that you are not absolutely bound to show mild applause for, and don't stand for anything, not even in God we trust. The two agendas, so different in their intent, created one of the most embarrassing spectacles I can remember seeing. In my years of watching State of the Union speeches a couple of times, I thought the two parties had perhaps changed places after all. Isn't it the Democratic Party, the one that is supposed to cheer an announcement that black unemployment has fallen to the lowest level in history? The Democrats didn't stand for that announcement, not even the African Americans. So I wondered, what gives here? But then I got it. They're just trying to show solidarity, even if their show is anti-American and not in the best interest of their African American base, I guess. Having more African-Americans employed than ever before just doesn't interest the Democrat Party as having as much as having all their voters on welfare. So they will be totally dependent on Democrat politicians for their sustenance. Perhaps people out there where Americans live, i.e. outside the Beltway, feel differently. Perhaps they appreciate the opportunity to have a decent job, perhaps African-American Working men and women, fathers and mothers, don't really appreciate always being placed behind foreigners who the Democrats seem to think have some kind of civil right to come to this country illegally and take their jobs. He came to speak to them, the average Americans, normal working people, and that's what he did. He came to announce that his programs are starting to work. That is apparently more than his Democrat enemies can stand, his tax reform package is perhaps still a high-risk gamble, but it is already paying tremendous dividends. Here in my city of Memphis, Tennessee, a city, I will add, that is desperately in need of good jobs and some type of economic growth. FedEx just announced that in response to the tax plan, the company will spend $3.2 billion on new jobs, raises, and bonuses for its employees And on expansion, FedEx will get the credit here. But the company made it clear that the tax cuts were what allowed it. The same thing has been happening around the country as hundreds of companies have announced similar intentions. When he spoke in Davos, Switzerland the other day at the World Economic Forum, he hosted a dinner for European business leaders and CEOs. He apparently wanted to talk to them about 
the current economic boom in America and how they could participate. The reports were that one by one they came by to speak to him and tell him that in light of his tax program they would be manufacturing again in America, as well as investing billions of dollars. I saw a list of dozens of CEOs who lined up to speak and tell him that news, the best news from the World Economic Forum, however, was George Soros's absolute and open hatred of the present, hatred which gushed out every time the man opened his mouth. I can't think of anyone in this world whose hatred would be more of an honor to have than George Soros. Since Soros so obviously wants to destroy Europe and America, his speech of hatred of the President of the United States gave me hope that the future is brighter here in America than I thought. The tax changes and early positive results give the President momentum to continue and expand along with George Soros, American Democrat politicians also hate Mr. Trump and their faces on camera during the speech reflect that. Their incivility is evidence that American Democrat politicians are some of the most anti-American people in this country. That would be a good slogan for the Democrats in the 2018 elections. Vote for us, the anti-American party, because we hate everything good this country stands for. And we love it when foreigners come here illegally to take advantage of the job market and social welfare system ahead of American citizens. President Trump was reaching out his hand to them, but not in the begging, groveling way that they demand and usually get. Instead, he spoke from a position of strength and the confidence that comes from success. He had supreme confidence in reaching out to them, but in a way that told them they would also have to participate in the cost of the compromise. He obviously intends to drive a hard bargain on immigration, as evidenced by his America's are dreamers, too, quote, not as hard a bargain as I wanted, but certainly better than anything for a long time. The immigration plan I would have proposed to them would have been zero-based until they could tell me why immigration is good for America right now and why we Americans have no valid interest in controlling our borders. He projected a tough tone softened by references to first responders, military veterans, and other American heroes. Those are the references, although more subtle. To America first, they got him elected in the first place. Democrats seem to disrespect not just the country, and its history, its traditions, its religion, and culture, but they disrespect the ordinary Americans who live in this country, military heroes, victims of illegal immigrants who commit horrible crimes, victims such as Kate Steinle, and victims of North Korean cruelty. Yes, the Democrats are equal opportunity haters who seem to hate everyone they disagree with regardless of color. They simply can't abide the thought of an American success story Illegals are their top and perhaps their only priority. The right, as they see it, of foreigners to come here illegally supersedes all others. That's why I would not have offered the 1.8 million legal compromise that he mentioned. As they set on their hands, it's a mistake to appease your enemies because it never works. Appeasement doesn't turn enemies into friends. You do that by defeating your enemies then acting magnanimously toward them. Illegal immigrants are the core constituency of the Democrat Party today, and that is why they want more and more of them. That is who they represent, who they want to please over and above the interest of working Americans. They just don't seem to care about what happens to the rest of us. Well, 
I'll bet those people going to the new jobs and getting raises down at FedEx Care. In the 2018 elections, I suppose we'll see how many people share the Democrat ideas of higher taxes, redistribution of wealth, open borders, erasure of gender, identity politics, and failed education. Finally, folks, rancor and obstruction do not win elections, but optimism and projection of future success do. Love of country wins elections. And President Trump's speech demonstrated love for America loud and clear. He loves this country and its people. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.